0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Rocket Mortgage, they know your house your home—it's so much more than a house. Of course, it's the home of your dreams. And for thirty years, they've been making it better. Rocking mortgage push button get mortgage. Olden Polynes coming up in forty minutes. We had all He was—he left the room. I asked him what college you went to. We just had Mike DeCorsi on. He was talking college basketball. He's fantastic. Follow him on Twitter at TSN Mike. Really, he's the cat's ass at talking college basketball. Now I know that Hickey went to Penn State. His team is definitely going to be in the NCAA tournament. I went to Akron. Uh, my team has to win its conference to get to the NCAA tournament. They've already won like the regular season. They're really good again. John Gross has done a good job, even though he wears Gucci belts. Uh, but they're, you know, they're twenty four and seven. But the Mid American Conference is a one bid league, so they have to win the conference tournament. They they would get probably to the NIT if they didn't, but they have to win the tournament. And Pierno stepped out of the room. I went to Pierno. There was nothing there. I couldn't see him. Pierno, where'd you go to college? That would be the College of Staten Island, CSI. You already had this set up. Damn, you guys just kicked the door down on this one, didn't you? Are you just playing the who? When I looked up CSI theme, this is what it is. Wait a minute. If you get, Have you ever seen CSI? No. You screwed up the whole thing. You screwed up the whole thing, Hickey. <laughs> what happened? I did exactly what you asked for. Hickey, this, the is the this is the who. This is the who. I typed it in. This is the who. CSI
0: Miami theme. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here oh go. my God. Boom, there you go. This
1: is not how that show starts. This is not how that show starts whatsoever. Hickey, damn it. This is what you get when you watch nothing but sports your entire life. May-
0: give me a second. Maybe I could fix this
1: situation. Thank you, Pierno, Thank you. Good God. Hickey, get on the microphone.
0: Well, I did I'm going to exactly call you out in you front of for. the
1: entire country because I didn't know he went to CS, a place called it was College of Staten Island. It was CSI. That I pointed out, by the way. I just yeah, you did. And they're the home of the Dolphins. And I didn't know they're not even in D1. They're in D2. Same as the uh, Ashland you just Eagles. just
0: moved
1: up to D2. Well done. Our women's basketball team at Ashland University, which I used to do play-by-play at, is the cat's ass. They've won two in the last 10 years. Two national championships, friends. Other than that... Hickey, what CSI is famous for? Who's the actor who plays that? David? Is it David Caruso? So you don't even know. You're calling Shut me up. out. You don't even know. Who Shut the up, because you don't is. even know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, David Caruso's it. the guy. So what it's famous for is that David Caruso always has some one liner, and then he puts on sunglasses. Do you have it yet, Pierno? Thank you, Hickey. You dumbass good god like here here it comes here it comes you ready all right pierno for, i, I got to rely on pierno what a what a upset here we're talking about march madness we already have the biggest upset of the tournament so l- imagine this if you will david caruso NYPD blue csi you do the one-liner and then you put on the sunglasses i'll do it for you okay i got sunglasses on me right now you say i guess you really lost his head and then they go into the opening sequence here no have it ready again i'll do it for you three here i come three two one why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free Like, if you're, if you're the College of Staten Island, Pierno, go back. You have David Caruso on the video board. What's the gym like there? Is it a nice gym, Pierno?
0: Yeah, we just went uh, through some renovations not too long ago. Do
1: they have a video board?
0: Uh, actually, we don't have a video board, no.
1: All right, well, then pull out one of those televisions on the cart so everybody can see. Yeah. Exactly. You're in New York. You're in New York. David Caruso has to live in New York. You get David Caruso, and he has the sunglasses, and he goes, here come your fighting dolphins. Pierno, Pierno, you ready? Yes. Better save your hay, you might buy a horse. How good is that? Thank you, Hickey. Or thank you, Pierno. Hickey, you suck. You suck today because of this.
0: I did exactly what I was asked for.
1: No, you didn't. I'm no, you didn't. You I said the CSI open. I didn't think you'd go find the who. We won't get fooled again. Yeah, put the sunglasses on now, dummy. Hickey's girlfriend goes up to him. Pierno, you ready? Hickey's girlfriend goes up to him. Goes, what are we going to get engaged? Hickey goes, I bet you would. Then off he goes back to his parents' house for his laundry. Credits roll. It's Mrs. Hickey and Mr. Hickey and Sister Hickey and Brother Hickey and the dog. CSI Hickey's house. <laughs> Hickey, do you have a sister? I do. Yes. What's she like? She's fine. I don't know. She married? No, she's younger than me. Single? How old? She's twenty-two. How do you not set her up with Billy Jack? What are you doing? That's coming uh, up in an hour. That's that coming up that's in an okay. hour. I'll, Here no. we go. Yeah. No, no. I I did want to bring you guys in on something, by the way. Uh, this D3 game at John Johns Hopkins. that where They're going to play this. Is this today or was this yesterday? I believe it's the, today. Okay. They're going to play without a crowd because of the coronavirus. Has this affected I, Hickey? I want to start off with you first. Has this affected you? You guys are in a dense area, obviously. Does this affect you? Like, do you think, not like, oh, well, the coronavirus get there. I'm not trying to scare you. but I'm saying is, are you thinking twice about attending events or anything like that? Not at all. I mean, I take the subway. I mean, especially coming here to work, I probably go in every space. I would expect the subway makes you immune exactly. to anything with coronavirus. Yeah.
0: But, like, if yeah. you're going to get it, I feel like me getting here on the train and the subway walking through the streets is how you would get it. I, I don't even think twice about it. It's not even a concern. I went to the Ranger game on Thursday. No concern. I'm going to go to any sporting event. I, the coronavirus is not even really a thought in my head, to be honest. Pierno. No, just because I'm relatively healthy and I'm young. So I, I know that, you know, they've said that the only people that this is really going to endanger is the elderly, where you can actually die from it. So from my personal standpoint, no, I'm not worrying about it. I will also say this. Uh, not that I'm not trying not to touch my face, but I am, like, paying more attention to it now. It is impossible not to touch your face. It's utterly it's impo- impossible. It's so hard. It is yeah, so hard. You cannot do it because now every time I do it, like, I'm, I'm kind of paying attention to it when I do do it. And you cannot not do it. The only you way think about it- is if you have to, ha- like, have, you sh- have your hands strapped down to your sides. Uh, like There's no way not to touch your face.
1: And, and you think about this. When you actually do con- like consistently think about your face, how often does your face itch? And so you then want to scratch your face, but you can't scratch your face. And then what are you supposed to do? Am I supposed to use my my elbow pit, that thing there, and do that? But I've been coughing into that if I'm coughing. So I don't want to rub that all over my face. So some of it's just like common sense. Like, yeah, you wash your hands. I wash my hands like 40 times a day. I really do. I wash my hands as much as any surgeon I've ever met. I'm in a radio station. Radio stations are, by and large, disgusting places. No matter what you do, they're they're, by and large, filthy, disgusting places. Especially on the weekends, but those are for reasons I don't even want to say yet. So you go there, and then I got small kids at home. I wash my hands at least, I'm serious, 40 times a day. 40 times a day, I'm washing my hands. And it's like up the forearm, the whole thing. That's why my hands are so dry. That's all I do is wash my hands. I still get sick. You have daycares and all that stuff. I Like, my kids go to preschool. My first two kids go to preschool with the city school system, and they just – when you have kids, Pierno, you'll know. And I'm sure Peter's had the same thing. When they're young, they go through this phase where they just have, like, this weird cold for about a year straight, the whole year. They always have a runny nose. They're always sucking up fl- – it's gross. And they always do it. And they always get you. So you're never sick enough to be like – in bed going, oh, but it's always an inconvenience. It will drive you nuts. And I, I'm i getting this from a lot of people. Like, they're closing off all these things, and they're sc- it, it, it is a little bit scary, and I'm not trying to scare anybody. We do have a responsibility to educate, not not scare anybody. But they closed down these things because of the coronavirus, like South by Southwest. Didn't they close that down yesterday? Yes, there, they hit? did, yep. Yeah, they closed down South by Southwest, the the uh, music festival. It's only a time. I mean, good God, I can't imagine what happens at Coachella. I wonder how much
0: of this too, Ken, is because it's the coronavirus. Like if they called it the corona flu, like obviously, like virus just seems like a much scarier word.
1: But, and I also think a lot of places that does that really does because it sounds like you're in the movie Contagion, which I listened to, pod- listen to a podcast. I listened to a podcast. I listened to a podcast with a person who was like the technical director of that. And I, I do think that some of these places are like, you know what? I don't want anybody getting coronavirus in our building and then us getting sued. You get what I'm saying? Is there a fear of litigation to that? I would say that there is, Pierno. I would say that there is. Like, just in case, let's cover our bases and uh, yeah. maybe we'll take a hit this year and not have this big music festival, but it's better than us getting sued for $60 million in case somebody actually caught it and actually passed away because of it. You don't want any of that stuff to happen. Absolutely not. 855 2124 CBS. I mean, I, I'm not tr- It's not. S- You want to take proper precaution. This is a weird thing. You want to take proper precaution, but you also don't want to sit there and be in a bubble the whole time. Like when I first heard about it, I went, oh, boy, this is going to come over here because people are definitely flying over here. So I was like, well, maybe we should cut back on restaurants, things like that. And now it's like, "Ah, I just imagine by the end of the weekend, I'm going to find it in my state and it's going to be in every state. It's like, like, well, it's going to have to run its course and we're going to have to all deal with it. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Alden Polynes will join us in just over twenty minutes. Up next, you know, if they win it, we have to have this conversation. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carman Show on CBS Sports Radio. Alden Polynes coming up in twenty minutes. Fifteen-year NBA vet, Fox Sports NBA analyst. We'll talk obviously the NBA with him be great. We're going to talk La Liga soccer with Olden Paul coming up at 1120 Eastern. Just over an hour from now, we'll do five burning questions. And in two hours from now, folks, it's week two of the NFL scouting carbine. I should call it Ryan Hickey's NFL scouting carbine because he came up with a name. 855 cbs I want to wait until noon Eastern. I want to, I want to give Billy Jack his, his, his chance to blow off steam. Kenny Atkinson got fired overnight really this morning well they mutually agreed to part ways and it it just follows Kyrie everywhere he goes the drama and it's it's always under like it's always seedy underbelly drama when meta world peace played well before he was meta world peace it was a really good teammate it was always out there it was always for everybody to see drama was for everybody to see like guys who have their drama everywhere out there I almost respect them more like Odell Beckham Jr here in Cleveland There's always something going on with Odell Beckham Jr. And if there isn't, the media will create it. Guilty as charged. But it's out there. And when it comes to Kyrie, like, I know Kyrie, if he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the league. I know that. But it's always behind the scenes. It's always weird underbelly drama, weird cloak and dagger type of stuff. That's even worse. If a guy brings his drama and it's outward, if I know up front, if I know on the surface, then we can talk about it. But if it just seems to come out of nowhere and now this happens, boy, that's ugly. According to the reports, Kenny Atkinson was mutually agreed to part ways with because a couple of players had a problem with it. The word "couple of players," you're going, wow, I wonder who those couple of players are. Theo Pinston, boy, he, I, I never knew how much of a snake he was. 4 CBS. LeBron last night, fantastic. Giannis last night, fantastic as well. These are, because we're going into a weird time, the college basketball tournaments are starting up next week, this coming week, and, you know, even tonight on CBS Sports Network, you're going to watch part of the one of the NCAA tournaments, one of the conference tournaments. Then the NCAA tournament starts up in two weeks. We get going. This week was a weird time. I'm actually happy we've made it an hour and 20 minutes without talking about Tom Brady. And we will coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern, I promise you that. But I'm happy about that. And we can bring up a couple of different things. We're, we're kind of just sitting there, waiting for the droplets to come in. So during this time, we're going to take a game like Lakers-Bucks. We're going to make it more than what it really is. Later on in the season, the Bucks I know have a great chemistry. They have a great team. Chris Middleton has done fantastically. I think you look at the defense that Brooke Lopez is able to play. They've done a fantastic job. This is a team that's got what it takes to win an NBA championship. They went up last night against a guy who absolutely has what it takes and knows what it takes to win an NBA championship. And that may very well be the difference come June. For Giannis, this is that step. If you take him on -on one-on-one in a few months and you slay that dragon, I may have to have a different conversation. Kawhi's too quiet. I can't put Kawhi in that rarefied air. I've made this argument a couple of times before. Michaels gets it all started. Michaels the first person to bring in big-time endorsement, multi-level financial planning with how he does his business, with the endorsements, with how he wants to own teams someday. We didn't know that then. We know that now, obviously. Going into the mainstream, Michaels the first one to do it. We kind of pass that torch ever so subtly. There's a little Shaq in there, but it's mostly Kobe. Kobe's the next guy who takes the torch. Immediately, and Kobe didn't get a chance to hold on to it for too terribly long because then we had LeBron. And LeBron, it wasn't just when his NBA career starts. It's back when he's on the next issue with ESPN. So then it becomes LeBron. Now we're looking at LeBron, 35 years old. And personally, because I'm selfish, I kind of like it. I kind of like that he went out there last night, did LeBron things, won, beat the Bucs because... I'm around LeBron's age. When LeBron becomes an old man, I'm going to feel like an old man. LeBron's a year older than me. I'll be 34 this summer. So, yeah, there is a little bit where I I don't want Giannis to win because then I'm going to feel really old. Giannis could end up being that next guy. I've always said I think it's going to be Zion. Zion, to me, is the next LeBron. Duke, big time, National recognition, that's a brand name. Nike's a brand name. He was already good with the media. He decided to go to Duke because he knew that that was going to present an opportunity for him to be on the covers of of magazines, what are left, on network news, on the mainstream projection of things. He wasn't going to do that in Australia or Europe. Sorry, it's just the truth. Duke, name brand, I'm there. Zion did that. And since Zion's taken over the league at some point, if he comes back next year and he's healthy... He'll trim it down a little bit. He already has trimmed it down. If you watch him every night, you get you get a chance to. There's a lot of great things to be excited about him. And I just think because it's here, it's present, we saw this, we saw the highlights before. Maybe Zion's the next guy to do it. But Giannis does have that chance coming up this year. Where he's a likable person, he's a good enough name. He's obviously good enough to play. There will be the conversation whether or not he stays long-term in Milwaukee. God, I hope he does. Please, I hope he stays in Milwaukee. Probably won't, but I—I I, let me be one of the renegade media members who talk nationally about this stuff to say, I hope you stay in Milwaukee. I'm not going to go NBA jump on you and say, well, he's a sentient being and he can go anywhere he wants and we need to support him for that. No, I want him to stay in Milwaukee. I hope he does. I think it's a tremendous story. He has that chance. But on the other side, if LeBron ends up winning this again, Folks, we got to have this conversation in June. I'll give you a little bit of it now. This will be a precursor, but we're going to do this again coming up in June. He wins this NBA championship. If LeBron pulls in the same type of performance that he did yesterday and he wins this NBA championship with this team, the Lakers weren't the Lakers before. They're really not the Lakers now. They're the LeBrons now. LeBron doesn't fit in, and this is the argument for LeBron. I can't see me in 20 years... Really making that argument and saying, Wilt, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, LeBron. Can't do it. West, can't do it. Those guys are Lakers. LeBron's LeBron. LeBron's a nomad. The reason for his greatness is because of that. He's on a different platform. These guys are all high. LeBron's over here. Still high, but over here. Cleveland, before he got there, train wreck. Cleveland, while he was there, Really good, leaves, train wreck back, saves him, wins a championship. Cleveland can't do anything without LeBron James. Changes the 50-year drought, wins a championship, goes on. Miami, they had Dwayne Wade before he got there. They decided to put the big three. I will always give Dwayne Wade the biggest amount of credit for that because I think he's the heart and soul of of the Miami Heat and the heart and soul of the Miami sports fans. Some might disagree. That's the way I feel about it, talking down to Miami. That's the way I, th- I think a lot of people feel about that. But he goes there. They win. He comes back. He fulfills the prophecy. He goes to a one of the best organizations in professional sports, one of the most historical organizations in professional sports. They're on their ass. You have brothers and sisters fighting. You have the sister getting in arguments with the person that she loves. They break up. He goes to the Knicks. They hire coaches. They fire coaches. They have draft picks. LeVar Ball talks him into his son. LeVar Ball makes an ass out of himself. LeBron comes there. The thing's a mess from the very get-go. For the first time in his career, he's sitting out because they aren't going to make the playoffs. It's ugly. They buy into LeBron. One of the greatest franchises in professional sports history, buy into LeBron James. I can't say that with the Yankees or the Cowboys, or the Giants, or the Patriots, or anybody else who we think of as all-time great organizations. I can't do it. LeBron's the only one. That's his argument. There's a gaping hole because I don't know what Michael would have done. There's always the argument that, or the conversation back in the day, that Michael might have thought about the Knicks when he became a free agent. There was conversation back then. Boy, what a day that would have been. Maybe Michael would have been able to do it with the Knicks. Maybe Michael would have been able to do it with the Spurs or somebody else. Maybe Michael would have been able to do it with the Lakers. That's not part of the argument that I'm trying That's not part of the, the factor that I have to make for this. But one guy was able to take three separate organizations, win four championships, and two of those organizations were on their ass at that time including one of the greatest ever. A lot of people, and it's weird because my generation, while I love what LeBron's doing because it makes me feel young still, we look up to Michael, we think this is ridiculous. This is the weird generational argument here. And I'll be called ridiculous because of this, and part of that will be Michael stayed. Michael was in one place. We get nostalgic for that because it's never coming back. You just heard what I said about Giannis Antetokounmpo. I want him to stay in Milwaukee because I want that nostalgia there. And I know he probably won't. This is multifaceted, folks. If he wins this championship in L.A., we're going to have this argument. We are going to take off the gloves, and we're going to look at a guy who's 35 years old, who's now won four championships with three different organizations across a couple of different decades now, who still at his age is the most dominant player in this league full of dominant athletic players. This was a league that you didn't take three-pointers in when he first arrived. Now, the league has changed. The game has changed. The type of players he has to guard changes. He came into a league where Z, Zydrunas Elgauskas, was his enforcer. Z was a seven-foot-one, gliding, lumbering. He's faster than what we give him credit for. His feet were incredible before they got broken. A big, lumbering, slower, classic center. Now those guys, they don't exist. It's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, These guys run the floor faster than we've ever seen them. And LeBron, through all that change, has been there. He wins this. This conversation's going down, friends. 855 cbs Up next, Olden he's 15-year NBA vet, current Fox Sports NBA analyst, We'll talk the league with him. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Now, you know that that hotline for CBS Sports Radio. It's 855-212-4227. What you might not have known is that it's sponsored by GEICO. where the owner rent, doesn't matter either or, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance together. Having it all together. Having a home, it's hard work. Damn it. So get a quote today at GEICO.com. It's easy. Coming up in one hour, Jerry Brewer going to join us, Washington Post. We'll talk some sports with him, of course. It's a sports show. That's what we would do. Also at twelve twenty p.m. Eastern, nine twenty Pacific, five burning questions. One twenty p.m. Eastern, Ryan Hickey's NFL scouting combine. A lot of people getting in on the LeBron conversation. You know what? Let me bring in another conver- a, a conversationalist about it. We welcome in the great olden polonies. 15-year NBA vet, Fox Sports NBA analyst. Find him on Twitter, at OlinPolnice1. Olden, thanks for joining us this morning, my friend. Oh, it's my pleasure to be on. Let me ask you first about LeBron. What type of a statement can I make about a game between him and Giannis Antetokounmpo on March 7th as some sort of a precursor possibly for the NBA Finals?
2: Um, Not much. I don't know. It could be a precursor, but... um... I'm not sure about that. I think the Clippers will beg to differ, and Denver and some other teams. So, but it was a good matchup, and I think what it kind of showed a little bit is, you know, LeBron was trying to change the narrative a little bit about that he was afraid of Giannis um, by, you know, taking him on at key uh, moments in the game, and did a pretty good job. But again, it's a regular season game, and. It, it doesn't really mean that much in the grand scheme of things, you know. But the one good thing is the Lakers did clinch the playoffs since, you know, first time since 2012-13. So, that, that's good for them.
1: I had no idea it had been that long. I had no clue. I was like, wow, it's been six, seven years since they made the postseason? My goodness. Yes. They're, they're at 48-13 and 13. You know they they tried so many different things, and even when LeBron first got there last year, it was a little bit slow for him to kind of take over. How much does this affirm to LeBron about the team buying into kind of what he does? Because this will be the third go around, or at least the third different franchise where a team has bought into what LeBron brings and has has seen the the, the positive results because of it.
2: Well, I mean he's a great player, you know, and. I always try to tell people, so great players do great things. And, and you know, last year, you know, with the groin injury, that um, kind of like scuttled everything a little bit. But then you get an Anthony Davis to come on board, a Danny Green, Avery Bradley. You added some depth to that team. And so, to me, it's not just LeBron. It's a combination of pieces that were put together. and But the key component is LeBron James. And so, to me, that's where, you know, you see his true greatness is that he he can carry a franchise, he carries a league right now. And so people shouldn't forget that. And, you know, and I'm saying that being one of his biggest critics. And so to me, this is really, he's done a, a heck of a job at 35 years old to to really play at a level we've rarely seen.
1: Olden Nee's joining us on the show. It's so fresh. I'm probably not putting you in the best spot, but I got to get an opinion on it. Uh, Kenny Atkinson let go today. Well, they mutually parted ways. Why did it go south between he and the Brooklyn Nets?
2: Well, you could you know pick at so many different things right now. I think the Nets underachieved a little bit. Granted, the injuries to Kyrie and KD, but they knew KD wasn't going to play this season. But I still believe they underachieved with the pieces that they have. And so to me, at some point in time, when a coach can't get guys to you know step up to the plate, and do what they're supposed to do, I mean, something's going to have to give. And the old saying is it's a lot easier to fire one than to fire 12. And so, you know, I, I, you know, reading from what I read, you know, it was a mutual agreement, but it was a firing. It doesn't matter. You know, they can sugarcoat it all they want. But, again, the Nets, like I said, they have a lot of talent. And so, to me, you know, yeah – you could have gotten more out of them, and I don't think he did that. So, again, that's probably the reason why he was let go.
1: Can you answer me something that's very dramatic? Whose side do you take, Spike Lee or the Knicks? I take Spike Lee's side, regardless. And the reason I take Spike Lee's
2: side is because, you know, I understand businesses, you know, you got to have, you know, certain things that go on. Yeah, you you change policy, but... And it's your right to do so. But Spike is Spike. You know? It's like <laughs> Spike is the Knicks. And so to me, no matter what's going on with the team, he is always there spending his honored money. And I didn't realize he had spent close to ten million dollars on tickets. That's absurd. I
1: mean and that's really that an obsession when that. you think about it. That that is a that is a hell of a hobby if you're spending that much yeah. money on tickets.
2: Uh, and to oh, wh- me, what, what I think what really messed it up is this. He's been yeah. doing this for 20-plus years, going through the same entrance. Okay, you changed the policy, but it should not apply to him. I'm not saying you give him preferential treatment, but it's like he's a well-known individual, well-known across the world. So it's not like it's some regular guy that you don't know that you're saying, hey, you, Jim, you got to go that way. That's Spike Lee. And so See-
1: to me— it's just, it didn't bode well. did. It was not a good look for the Knicks at all. You're the best person to ask. Because 15-year vet, you're obviously still close to the game. Where I'm from, with all three teams, there has always been a kind of, well, there's rules, but there's certain people that, hey, like for this example, well, that's Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee's been doing this for 28 years and has spent a lot of money with the organization and kind of can, do, can kind of go about the building as he pleases. What do you, as a player, coach, whatever, what is over the line for, like, a season ticket holder that has spent that much who might feel he might be entitled to certain perks like that?
2: He is entitled to certain perks like that because Spike Lee's for the Knicks in his movies. He wears the jerseys. You know, he's always dressed in New York Knicks gear. So that's what I'm saying. So he's, he's beyond that level. You know, we know Jack is a Laker fan, but listen, uh-huh. he never wears Laker gear. And so, to me, Spike is almost obsessive with it, and so I think they could have handled that way differently than they did, you know, and with they're still on you know on the heels of the judgment coming down against Charles Oakley, which was a bad look again for the team, one of your legends you know that gave you everything for that city, beloved by the fans, and he gets let out in handcuffs. It's not a good look for your organization when things like this keep happening.
1: Totally agree. I got into a fight with it with, with somebody else here on CBS Sports Network and I, or Sports Radio. And Olden, I said, listen, man, you, you can say what you want to about law and order and rules and all that stuff. But I just know that when I look at it, at least with the last dozen years now, if I agree with the Knicks, I know I'm wrong at this point. Is it that can it can it be that simple for me that you know what if I think I can see James Dolan's side of things or if I can see the Knicks side of things I'm probably in the wrong here and I should probably just take the side of of Oakley or Spike Lee or anybody else who's on the other side of the Knicks Those guys
2: are not wrong the Knicks are wrong James Dolan is wrong He is like he's he's ushering he's ushering fans out the arena because they're chanting sell the team That's absurd people have a right to be frustrated you have a right as an owner to put the best product on the court and you have a right to you know you have to be able to you know look at it from that side as an owner wait a minute what am i doing i'm i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing i'm not giving these fans what they deserve and what they need so i am definitely you know i would you know look i don't want to you know shoot myself in the foot here but hey the Knicks are a great organization. They, well, they used to be. And he's got to figure out a way to get them back on track. And if, it's, if it means him selling the team, then he should do what's best for that organization, okay, and not what's best for himself.
1: Well, Olden Paul, and he's joining us on the show. I love it, and I totally agree. Uh, the question was asked earlier this week. Let me ask you, Luca or Zion, who would you rather start a franchise with?
2: That's a great question. Um, can I have both? <laughs> I can't go wrong. But I, I you know what? I, I love Luca's game, and I think that bodes better for me if I'm starting a franchise, you know, a triple-double guy. And so I'm not really big on the jumping and dunking abilities of people because that goes real fast, except for LeBron, of course. But uh, but uh, I would definitely pick Luka Doncic, you know, to to start a franchise. I mean, very heady player. He's doing stuff in his second year that is incredible. You know, it's not. But again, it's not like hey, if I ended up with Zion, I'd be upset. So,
1: Steve Koonan said earlier that he would kind of like the season to start, the NBA season to start in December. He thinks it would help ratings. Do you agree with that?
2: Um, we're so used to it starting in October now
1: and the finals
2: being in June, but I could see that happening. And I, and I read the article and to his point, I mean, he made some great points, you know, because of the fact that we do, you know, early on in October, we do have to battle with the NFL. And so to me, and that's a tough sight. And so, and people don't get caught up in the NBA up until, you know, March and April. And so, if there's a way to make the product a little bit more uh, appetizing, sure, why not? I kind of agree with it.
1: Wow, I you see. Know, I did...
2: Everything has to change, and it has to evolve, just like the game. How it's changed and evolved. It's not a, you know, it's not a bad game now. It's actually better for for the league, you know, compared to the '80s and '90s when it was wrestling with a basketball. And so now, aesthetically, it's it's pleasing. And so, to me, it's the same thing. If you need to move it further back and enjoy everything that can come from it why not take a look at it
1: you like the changes that have happened with the nba over the last 10 years um some i do
2: some i don't you know there's certain changes that were good for the game Mm -hmm. but you know some of this stuff like with the replays it's come on it's it's absurd it should not take that long to look at a a video well it it just threw like that bothers me
1: yeah, it's but it, it kind of threw, like it's like okay, you didn't stop playing that long ago, but you know your career spanned the late eighties, early not or late eighties through the nineties, and you just and kind of said it and the two thousands, and the sorry, and the two thousands, and you just said in those days it was wrestling with a basketball, and then you, you I mean you kind of like the style of play better than what it used to be, old. I personally do, even though I played in
2: those in that era.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was very physical. OK,
2: but aesthetically, this is more pleasing. And that's what the league has been going. And again, everything has to evolve. It's supposed to because the way they played in the 50s is not how they played in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. You know, no one shoots underhanded anymore. No one do, does the one legged, you know, hops, 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 jumps, you know, mm-hmm. jump shot. And so to me, it's supposed to get better. It's supposed to evolve. You know, now they talk about they might extend a three-point line to a four-point, you know, line. So, again, because guys are shooting from half court now, why not make it count? But that's, <laughs> you know, that's going a little too far, in my
1: opinion. <laughs> Olden, I can't thank you enough for the time. This is fantastic. All the best to you. Hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Olden Polonese joining us on the show. Find him on Twitter, at Paulinese one I was surprised. Most guys who played in that era, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, they really miss those days, man, and they love to talk about how these guys aren't physical, how these guys don't do it. He kind of likes it better. Kind of likes it better. Likes the evolution of it. When it, comes to, when it comes to Spike Lee, when we come back at noon Eastern, when we come back in a few minutes, I want Billy Jack to give his thoughts of the Knicks or the thoughts of the Nets because he's a big Nets fan, I'm sure he's got something to get off his chest. I want him to say it with his chest. I want him to, I want want that fire. I want the whole thing. I want how angry he is. I want him to be able to, Billy Jack's one of our favorites, and we want Billy Jack, our good producer, to be able to get something off his chest. But I got to get into the Spike Lee thing. Because anytime I think about the Knicks, or anytime there's a controversy with the Knicks, which seems to be every other week, it's gotten as simple as, do I agree with the Knicks? Okay, then I must be wrong. I can't see it going their way because there is such a thing as as privilege. There is such a thing as being exclusive to something. And when we come back, I have a theory. I think Spike did it on purpose. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We'll be right back. back.